0: Welcome everybody to the Anthony Irwin Show. I am Anthony Irwin, today joined by friend of the show, I, like a few times over now. He, this, is, this is, you know, I'm, I'm going to get you a t-shirt that you can walk around and just say friend of the show on. Uh, Howard Beck of Sports Illustrated is, is here to talk about one of the weirdest le- weekends in, in, in recent Lakers memory, and that's really saying something. Howard, how are you doing?
1: Uh, doing well. I would welcome a free t shirt. I'm a big fan of free t shirts, a big fan of graft. Um, also, I you know, pleasure to be back again. Appreciate you having me back again. I I do think like we should just have like some sort of punch card system, Mm -hmm. and like I don't know what you get after the 10th show on your punch card. Probably the free t shirt, maybe coffee. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, good to be back.
0: It'll certainly be if if we're you know in Vegas or something for summer league together. It'll be a free beer. Does there, that does that There suffice? we go. That that also
1: go. that also works. Would would uh, we've never actually met in person? Is that possible? No, I think that's true. No. Yeah. I'm I'm right. over
0: here in my I'm over here in my bunker in Texas. I just I just do my thing and and yeah. No that's, bunker
1: that's... in Texas doesn't even sound like a joke. That sounds like a state mandate. Like everybody must have a bunker. <laughs> <laughs> Along with a massive arsenal of firearms uh by state law. I believe that's I'm the not case.
0: even kidding. The other day I was watching a uh, I was watching one of the games that were on and it was a it was a, a Cowboys game, so it was like local TV that was the feed that I was watching. And it was like, come to So and So Dodge, and if you buy this caliber of a truck, we'll give you this caliber of a gun. And I'm like, what <laughs> oh, hold on <laughs> wow i'm I'm just
1: gonna i'm just gonna hold my tongue on this one that Um, seems
0: dangerous that seems really really dangerous yeah that's not that's not that's not great that's all right it is not um so like i said though weird weekend for the lakers as they currently hold a five-game winning streak uh they are doing so miraculously without anthony davis without lonnie walker and most importantly without austin reeves they are uh somehow half a game out of the play-in game now and only one and a half back of the sixth seed um the suns are in free fall the warriors are kind of floundering uh it's just a mess the the, the west is a mess and you would think that this should be an opportunity for the lakers to reinvest back into this season that there's a There is a pathway to an 18th franchise uh, championship here. LeBron seems to think so, as he has now done two exclusive interviews, um, multiple uh, scrums in which he said things directed directed at the front office. Uh, He did walk back the most recent one with Sam Amick. But in a way that like nobody was really buying, and Howard, that's that's kind of why where I wanted to start. Not whether or not we're buying LeBron walking it back, but just how how loud LeBron has been and how hard he's tried to get this front office to invest in a LeBron James team while he is still capable of averaging almost thirty points a game, albeit at thirty eight. But still, thirty a game is pretty insane. Uh, did you ever? foresee a time where lebron can be applying this much pressure and have it seemingly fall on deaf ears that's the crazy part to me is that like all these quotes all these all, all these interviews and, and all these things tweets everything and nothing <laughs> it didn't nothing really seems like it's it's coming anytime soon
1: it's nothing until it's something right and that's the yeah. thing about Trade season in the NBA, um, we often don't know, you know, what's what's happening behind the scenes in real time, right? By the time you start seeing reports of, oh, there's discussions, there's advanced talks, there's whatever. By the time it comes out, it's the advanced talks. It, it's yeah. it's like, so I think the real um, the real issue here is, or the, the the way to read this is not so much, well, there's been nothing. Maybe there's something. Maybe they're talking. Maybe they're poking around it's not about what the Lakers are discussing with other teams. It's about what they're discussing with themselves. Mm. And the reason that LeBron presumably feels justified in saying some of these things out loud is that I'm I'm guessing he's still getting the feeling that they're not going to do something. So when I say the real issue is what the discussions are internally, what I mean is, The Lakers have to decide first before anything else, before we come up with fake trades, before we say what how far they could go if they only had this shooter, this wing defender, this whoever. None of those discussions matter unless the Lakers themselves are willing to invest in this season and invest in this season in a way that probably costs them some future draft capital. So the first question for any of these discussions, and and I say this because – You know, Zach and I, Zach Lowe and I debated this a little bit on his potter than mine last week. And we are, we have very different stances on this. And I was getting some, some clap back from some folks on Twitter about this. Hmm. I To me, it's not about puncher's chance. That was Zach's phrase. Well, it's a puncher's chance. A puncher's chance also means you're probably just going to get knocked out and you're just done. It's not about puncher's chance. (laughs) It's not about championship or bust. Can we make the one trade that gets us to the, to, to, to makes us a contender? there are no assurances ever of being a contender or of winning a championship in this league. None mm-hmm. personnel doesn't do it either. The standard to me has to be, and this is what I wrote about last month. And this is what I've been saying since this season began. It's what I was saying. Even when LeBron was still in Cleveland and they were refusing to give up what they thought was this golden ticket from the uh, the Nets a Nets pick that ultimately became Colin Sexton, but that they were hoping was going to be much higher. It, it's that if you have LeBron James, especially late uh, vintage LeBron James, extended prime lebron james right like i used to i was thinking like it was this twilight LeBron LeBron james. James. this is like he's yeah this is he's the guy is still playing at an all nba level borderline mvp level you could even say and the stats would back that up again something that people got very uh cranky about on twitter when i said he's still playing at an mvp level um uh, mm-hmm. his stats have only improved since i t- tweeted that um <laughs> But like he's averaging like twenty nine eight and six, and the only other guy doing that is Luca, and Luca's on higher uh, efficiency. But LeBron's efficiency has been rising. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, his effective field goal percentage, LeBron's higher than it was in twenty twenty when they won a championship. Higher <laughs> than it was in twenty sixteen when he won the championship with the Cavaliers. Just a reference point. Yeah. Um, the question becomes: Do the Lakers think there's there's a good enough reason enough? Uh, incentive to make changes now that cost them future draft capital. And I say, yes, I've said yes from the beginning. And I think this winning streak has put the Lakers in a really awkward position. Like by, by this point, the front office has been so resistant to making an investment in this team and this season that winning probably is pissing them off because it's making (laughs) them look worse. <laughs> I it's, mean, it's a major if, league scene. You, it's, it, <laughs> yeah. If, if, if it looks hopeless, well, you know, we were losing even with everybody healthy and now Anthony Davis is out for a month and, you know, this is throwing good money after bad. There's the other phrase that keeps coming up. um yeah. Why double down on this lost season? Season doesn't look so lost right now. You, I mean, yeah. you just pointed it out. Like they are, they're barely out of the play in. They're barely out of the sixth seed. The West is wide open. There is no one team that, uh, is, is the obvious dominant favorite. And that does create a path. I'll ask this question, obviously to, to a, an audience that is very willing to, to answer this as a, as a, in one direction, but like if LeBron and Anthony Davis are healthy, come spring, and that's a, that's a big, if those guys mm-hmm. get hurt a lot, if they're both healthy, come spring and playing anywhere near the level we've seen both of them play this season, is there a better one, two punch in the Western conference? I mean, Jokic and who on that team? Um, yeah. Steph and Clay, Steph and Draymond. I, it's, it's not quite the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Booker and Chris Paul. Like, mm-hmm. no. Um, I mean, I think Luka next and who? Could be oh, next Kawhi go- and Paul like- George. That's that. And the Clippers mm-hmm. are such a disaster. and so bizarre right now that I, I almost discount them. But that's the one, one-two punch that you'd say was maybe at the level of of. 80 and LeBron when they're when they're at their best, but so if that's the case, if you have the best, I was going to say the Jays
0: in in Boston. Or, yeah, just yeah, just, oh no, yeah, I just mean out Yeah, I just oh out out west only. Right. Oh then just, yeah. yeah, out west. Be- then no, I, yeah, because, I agree
1: because the 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 first thing is, well, if we invest in this team right now, what are our chances of making a meaningful playoff run? And by the way, that's still my standard. I don't believe in championship or bust. I believe that yeah. When I say don't squander the tail end of LeBron's whatever this is, his prime, his late prime, his early twilight, his something, whatever it is by not squandering. it, I don't mean that you have it's championship or bust or finals or bust. I mean, I, my point is don't miss the friggin' playoffs again. <laughs> like that's <laughs> right. the worst outcome. You should stop busting. To, yeah. Like, just, just <laughs> make, make the playoffs. And if LeBron and Anthony Davis are healthy in the playoffs, yes, I, whatever, I, the, the puncher's chance thing, felt uh, feel felt like almost like, uh, uh, straw man zach had, had created there i i it's not about puncher's chance it's about that you need to be playing your best basketball in april or may maybe june if you're fortunate enough to get there it's not about all the other stuff that's happened just now in the last couple of months they've been all over the map but again the west is open lebron and anthony davis have both shown they can play at a very very high level still and if you can just make some fixes around them if you could just get another viable starter or two improve the rotation get some more shooting get some more defense then then why not do that and i look i don't know what that deal is this was zach's second point that we ended up debating he's like well what's the deal i i don't know it's not my i'm not doing rob polinka's job for him um neither will lebron apparently neither will lebron neither will rob apparently um that's a a bad (laughs) joke That, that that's a cheap shot um no, I mean, listen, it, it, like if, if if philosophically, it'll land or- with
0: this audience. <laughs> yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> if, the number of times I wake up in the morning, pull up Twitter, and Palenka is trending. Um, yeah, probably not. It's, a, after, not every it, it's, it's, it's after, after every win. It's after every single win. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, listen, if the if the organization has decided philosophically that it does not believe it should trade 2027, 2029 first round picks because it thinks that they they're going to need them um and they think that there's no point in saving this season or they don't think the season can be saved that's their position that's and that by the way that seems to be their position yeah. with the reticence that they have telegraphed um that could change any day we could wake up tomorrow and they could have traded one or both of those picks one quick thing i want to make a point i want to make about the picks and i tried to make this a couple times last week uh, on my pod and as well as Zach's. Um, the Lakers do have other picks, right? They're they not available to issues. trade. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not available to trade, but it's not as though 2027 and 2029 are the only tickets to a future uh, in, in a post-LeBron era. Like this year is a swap. They're obviously going to lose the swap to, to the Pelicans, but that means they have the Pelicans pick. So they have a pick. They're keeping either 2024 or 2025, right? The Pelicans have the option yeah. to take... 24. And if they don't, then it's 25. So they're gonna again, Lakers will have a first round pick in one of those two years. The Lakers have their pick in 26. The Lakers have their pick in 28. I'm not saying that means that eventually you trade all these picks while while continually trying to extend the era, although maybe my real point is if you trade 27 and 29, you're not barren You were not the yeah. Brooklyn Nets after the Celtics deal, where you had no talent, no picks, nothing to work with whatsoever, and had to spend years rebuilding. Although, by the way. The Lakers have never been a team that built themselves on picks anyway. You're the yeah. team that goes and steals Shaq. You're the team that <laughs> trades for Powell. You're the yeah. team that makes an incredible trade conv- for, for Kobe Bryant's draft LeBron rights. You didn't, even draft, co- you didn't even draft Kobe. <laughs> yeah. you, 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 you traded for his draft rights. You uh, you traded for Kareem. I mean, you drafted yeah. Magic, you drafted Worthy. But like, you're the Lakers. You're all about Laker exceptionalism. You're all about getting team you know players that have already been established somewhere else stars that have already been established somewhere else and then saying hey um we're the lakers and your team is not (laughs) come play with us anthony davis forces a trade to you so clinging to these future picks as if they are the key to your future while lebron is playing at this level and you have a chance to try to make another run or two and then my last point is this whoever you're trade for it's not just about this season if you're fortunate and it's somebody with a multi-year deal or somebody you think is very very likely to resign with you by the way you can find out if they want to resign with you it's this thing called tampering and everybody does it so you find yeah. out ahead of time if they plan to resign with you you can do that you can do that because tampering is actually yeah but that uh, might
0: cost uh, a future second a rounder like
1: that's you know oh yeah yeah that's <laughs> it's tough so um it i just I, I feel like the 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 don't make a deal position is just is, is so flawed. Um, and again, I don't know what the deal is partially because I'm not the one making the calls around to say, I can offer you this. I can't make those offers. So I don't know what a team is willing to do. Uh, I do know that a team has to be willing to make a deal before we can even have those discussions.
0: Yeah. It, so you said a couple things that I think are, are worth coming back to and and it's something that I kind of picked up on and wrote about. And as I, as I figured it out, like actually physically kicked myself. Like how did I not see this sooner? And it's that, you know, the Lakers dating back to last trade deadline have looked at Anthony Davis and LeBron James and said they are not reliable enough to, to, be, to spearhead a finals team. They aren't worth uh, investing further into, um, you know, whatever it might be. And when I when I say those things on the air, and when I ask those things of people, you know, around the NBA and stuff, it's like, yeah, like they they could say what they want. Rob Lincoln can can go on there and and say before the season that he's the caretaker to LeBron's uh, to, to this final chapter of LeBron's prime, and he can say all the right things, but his actions indicate that he is not willing to invest into LeBron, and he he sees his caretakership as more how can I get LeBron the most shots as he chases Kareem, not how can I give LeBron a viable shot at chasing Michael. Um, and those are two very, very different things. Uh, you wrote, I, I thought, an incredible piece for Sports Illustrated, and I'm going to link it in the pod post um, when I write it, about you know comparing the end of Dirk's tenure in Dallas to what we see going on here with LeBron. When you were talking to Dirk, did he ever regret not putting more pressure on Mark Cuban to, you know, specific players? He Dirk always just kind of let the basketball do the basketball. He's just going to focus on what he can do. Um, he didn't really impart much pressure on on Dallas that I can recall. Uh, that that is that has not been the case of that uh you know that that that's not been LeBron's approach. He is still trying to apply pressure how successfully is, is the reason you and I are talking, but like when, when you were talking to Dirk, did you ever, did you sense any regret in his approach to just focusing on his basketball and his basketball only?
1: No. And, uh, thanks uh, for, for shouting out the story. Um, people can go find that uh, SI.com. That was the one called uh, waste management, clever headline writing by my, uh, (laughs) by My yeah. editors, uh, waste management with a big shot of LeBron, like with his face in his jersey. Um, the idea being that they are not, mm-hmm. they are wasting, they're, they're wasting, um, <laughs> yeah, and managing it badly. Um, so Dirk was interesting, you know. The I set out in that story, I, I wanted to write about the idea, like, is, is that LeBron's you know, last great years are, are being squandered, and I wanted to put it in a historical context and I wanted to see what you know, are so where, when has this ever happened? And the fact is, it hasn't really happened much, right? You think about like a lot of guys, even like you know, the end of Kobe's career. Well, the Lakers, sure, they they weren't going anywhere, but Kobe was done. He was toast. Like he he yeah. was he was still fun Post to watch. Achilles
0: but Kobe was not capable of leading a championship team.
1: No, and most of the all-time greats, the top 10, 20 players of all time or or more, if you look at their their late years when they're not making the playoffs, if that's the case, it's because they couldn't carry those teams anymore. Yeah. LeBron is the extreme outlier because he is still capable of carrying a team. And so that's what put him in a different category. But I wanted to see: is there at least any analog? Is there somebody who's been through this who could speak to this? And the only really, you know, you know, tangible, plausible example at all was Dirk. Mm-hmm. And you know, they do win the championship in '11, and Cuban kind of outthinks himself. You know, the the, the the we're about to have the lockout, and Cuban's thinking when we come out of the lockout, the new CBA is going to be really restrictive, and so I'm going to get ahead of it by kind of letting some guys walk, trading some guys, making giving myself more cap room rather than holding on to guys cuz he thought it was going to get super restrictive to mm-hmm. to have that kind of payroll. And it just became really hard um to find another another star or guys to to support Dirk, yeah. and they never got there again. And Dirk had a few more pretty high level seasons where he could have carried them. Dirk's personality is such that as you know, as anybody might imagine who's, you know, who followed Dirk's career at all, like Dirk is not the kind who's going to do the passive aggressive stuff that we see uh, yeah. LeBron do or that we've seen some other stars do. Dirk is not the kind of per- like he has a really great relationship with Cuban. And in fact, Dirk is, is you know, a, a consultant or or whatever, advisor of sorts for the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. He still works with the franchise. He's got a great relationship with Cuban. So their conversations were, I think, more of a, of a you know, a friends partners whatever kind of thing it wasn't so much like it's more adversarial i feel like we're getting to with with lebron and and that front office and ownership um and so i just don't think dirk's personality is is geared that way um but I, i have no doubt in my mind without him having to say so that there were probably times where it would be like yo cubes come on man <laughs> you're killing me here yeah and and they tried by the way they tried they they took all these swings remember when they went for rondo and that went really badly and they got monte ellis and they got like they took some swings when they could yeah they just didn't work out and maybe there were the wrong swings or the wrong players and gambles that that didn't pan out but <clears throat> they were trying i mean it is really hard to get that second star like dallas is going through it again now right with a young luca uh mm-hmm. where it's 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 very much kind of starting to look like like Dirk got there and they had Michael Finley and Steve Nash they made the mistake the catastrophic mistake of course of Steve Nash leaving um but Dirk at least had a couple other stars with him initially Luca has no all-stars with him and and like they're back in this position and yeah the, the good thing for Dallas is well Luca's really young and they've got time assuming he doesn't start agitating um, but that's the risk you run in this league all the time now. Yeah, it's it's the the Dirk comparison was one that, that
0: made me sad again because like this is this to me goes beyond Lakers fandom or in Dirk's case Mavericks fandom. There's a there's a sports fandom aspect of this. You want to see these great players go out with a viable shot at a championship. And I'm sorry, but the 37 point guards that the Lakers currently have on their roster is not a viable shot um, at, at a championship here at it, as LeBron is playing like even better than Dirk. <laughs> like, somehow it's just, Way. It's, 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 it's insane what LeBron is doing. And like, yeah, I think sometimes, you know, we get carried away with accounting stats and uh, you know, he has slipped a little bit on defense, but he's 38. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, yeah. These
0: 38, and there are ways to make up for that slippage on that side of the ball through athleticism on the wing, through, you know, it, it, if if he is not maybe able to turn a corner as, as he used to, maybe he needs a little bit more space on the interior to get to the rim, then you go out and get shooting on the wing who can allow him to do that. And, and that's been the part that, you know, I, I think... He clearly notes. Um, his clan, His camp clearly notes. It's just the, the only people who don't seem to understand what they have on their hands right now are the people that are responsible for making this call, right? Whether it's Rob and then certainly Jeannie and her her circle. And like, you know, the part of this that I keep kind of coming back to, they got LeBron, you know, LeBron signs with the Lakers uh, a few years back on the heels of, They were like they were about as inept an organization as they have ever been. They were easily more inept than they had ever been. Jim Buss gets run off. Uh, Jeannie hires Magic, who uh, Jeannie tries to hire Kobe. Kobe says no. Jeannie brings in Rob, and you have this organization in flux. LeBron legitimizes it, and and it kind of made me wonder if you know if if you're able to go out and get LeBron under those circumstances. You're going to convince yourself, well, you can get anybody under any circumstances, and it ta- it makes it easy, I think, to take what you currently have for granted. And you know, I'm kind of wondering in your conversations around the league, do you sense like almost? I I'm sure there there are people around the league who have to compete with the Lakers who are like, oh yeah, keep bringing in small guards, good call. Um, but but do you ever do you ever like sense from other teams? like, wow, do they understand what they're wasting? Like, do, do they understand, like, what 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 could be at stake here? Because that's the part of this. Like, it feels like they're really taking LeBron and AD for granted because they just think the next LeBron and AD are going to show up no matter how they treat
1: LeBron and AD right now. Well, there's the real risk, by the way. Um, there yeah. is the short-term risk that you end a season where, like, a- Anthony Davis hasn't played enough games now probably to make – all NBA. Like Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll see where it, where it all pans out and how the season finishes out. But like, um, but you know, these guys could, could potentially both finish all NBA, right? There's only 15 Mm -hmm. slots. If you have two of the 15 all NBA players and you miss the playoffs, you've done something horribly, horribly wrong. Yeah. Um, And so there's that Um, there's the short term, I think humiliation and just uh, just, it's, 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 it's a, it's a bad outcome. Um, that's, you can't like, there's that. The, the second piece of it is, is what you're alluding to. And it's hard thing to assess. Um, and I have not asked agents about this, but like, you know, teams do a lot of stuff these days, including absolutely uh, ridiculous, uh, tribute videos for every last 15th man (laughs) and two way player who come back through, Because they all want to look like they're the most player friendly. They all want to look the most appreciative. They all like, this is the era we're in, you know, the stars and, and powerful agencies have a lot, a lot of power now more so than they've ever had. And it's not good enough just to be the Lakers or to be a, a a franchise in a, in a big market or a glamor franchise. Like you are constantly having to manage, your image and expectations and the view of your franchise. If like people think like, Oh, you know, don't piss off clutch. It's not about clutch necessarily. It's not about rich Paul necessarily. Like he's, they're not always going to have all the best clients and they don't like, you know, CA has some and uh, many other, other agencies have the, uh, the stars, Octagon, all these different agencies. It's more that what if you're leaving the impression with all the other stars and their agents that you're a team that doesn't, doesn't, uh, can't doesn't see the reality. Yeah, yeah, it does right. That it's one thing to treat your players well in terms of just the day-to-day perks and, and how you manage things and your facilities and all these other things. But literally the thing that, that both Rob Palenka and Jeannie Buss said in various ways last spring and summer about, you know, the, being caretakers of LeBron's legacy, like that thing matters. And I do wonder, I, I don't know for sure, but I do wonder what the consequence for that is. If uh, if this looks like another wasted season, if they miss the playoffs and it's in, you know, like we won't know which deals could have been done necessarily for this time period, the the January, February leading to the deadline period. We do know that the Russ deal handicapped them badly. We do know Mm -hmm. that they had an opportunity to get Heald and Turner last summer and they didn't. So at a minimum, we already can look at at this and say. Draw a conclusion that they have not handled the last couple of years of LeBron's career uh, very well. If that uh, sense lingers with top players and their agents, yes, that could have uh, very bad uh, consequences for the the Lakers in the future. We're already in an era where, you know, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving chose the Nets over the Knicks, and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George chose the Clippers over the Lakers. Like this is not. 2005 anymore this is not the 1990s anymore this mm-hmm. like we're in, in a time now where uh players if they see a great opportunity in a big market it doesn't have to be the glamour team and some of the sheen on on, on some franchises or their their what we thought was like their inherent allure may not be as important now well i mean you bring up the knicks and
0: Kyrie and KD chose the Nets. They wanted to be in New York, but didn't want to work for James Dolan. You know, at uh, least part of it. Kyrie and KD not fans of facial recognition technology. It turns out. But like if either for for the the Lakers, right? Like if if Jeannie starts building this reputation for herself as the one who. In a, in a sense, like if you if you're riding out LeBron playing this way, if you're just like looking for the end and waiting for the end of LeBron as he plays this way, you're you're kind of riding him out. You're running. You're, you're you're essentially running him out of town to the point where like, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me this summer if he kind of started asking around. Hey, what would a trade for me look like? Where where do you think we could get me to here? Um, and if if Genie develops that reputation, that becomes really hard to to. Like it, then it requires somebody throwing their own trust to the wind or their own knowledge to the wind of like what that organization works like to then just decide to be a Laker for the sake of being a Laker. And like you said, that doesn't happen as much anymore. Like that's not,
1: that was, it's, it's just LeBron and we've seen how it's gone. Well, here's the thing if there's one player in the history of the NBA who is the symbol of, I don't care where I win as long as I win it's LeBron James. I mean, the guy pioneered superstar empowerment. You know, he left a Cleveland team that was winning 60 plus games a year to go to Miami. And then when things started petering out in Miami, he left Miami to go back to Cleveland. And then when things started petering out in Cleveland, he went from Cleveland to LA. Like, this is not the guy you should dare to ask out. Yeah. Um, If he's still playing at this level, and he, he is at the moment, if he finishes the season this strong, and let's do the hypothetical, Let's say they never make a move. Let's say they do miss the playoffs or they barely make the play-in or something. Things end badly and LeBron's pissed about the lack of effort or investment in this season.
0: Or how long it took
1: too. like Even if they
0: make the investment... And right. it becomes too little, too late. Like that's, right. that's, that's an outcome too.
1: Yeah. Right. You Right. Like, like the Turner healed thing. Let's go back to that. Cause it's the one concrete thing we can point to, right. We know they could have done yeah. it over the summer. They probably still could have done it early in the season. And the longer this has gone, the more, uh, you know, unlikely it has seemed because the Pacers are, are winning and, and playing at a high level and have, you know, not bottomed out in the way that everybody thought they were going to. And it's given them, it's it just, it's changed their perspective. And so maybe that's not even available, but yeah, you could have said, well, yeah, but we had the opportunity, but let's, so let's, 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 you know uh, push this forward so we get to the end of the season lakers flame out they miss the playoffs whatever it is their lottery pick goes to new orleans um who's to say lebron is not going to ask out like that's not something you should dare him to do and it's the one thing yeah. he hasn't done right he's always left as a free agent he's never forced to trade um it became a sign and trade from cleveland miami but that's yeah you know just but that's not a like, difference yeah um my 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 co-host on the Crossover Podcast, Chris Mannix, has, has raised the, the point, as others have, like, why did he sign the extension in the first place? Why did he he give away that leverage? I mean, it's a fair point. Um, one, my understanding is that LeBron was assured when he made uh, that commitment that they were going to be committed to improving the roster in a way that they yeah. have not. So there's that. Two, he doesn't give away all of his leverage because he could still do the forced trade thing. Um, mm mm-hmm. And is there a worse outcome for the Lakers? Is there a worse uh, uh, dent in their image than for one of the greatest players of all time who will now be the all-time leading scorer in NBA history by that time? Um, for him to, to demand a trade away from the Lakers? I mean, I know Kobe did this once upon a time <laughs> and they had to call his bluff and hold on and and mm-hmm. and then get pow and you know, happily ever after if LeBron asks out like that is a blow that is worse than missing the playoffs in three of the five years he's been there or whatever we're at now that like that is, they should be fearing that more than fearing trading the 27 and 29 picks for <laughs> players who may or may not get them to the championship. Like they should be worried about what happens if LeBron is pissed off enough to ask out. And if they're assuming he won't because he likes LA Uh, His family loves LA. He's got his businesses there. All the other reasons that we know he chose LA that were not just about the Lakers. That's fine. But like, he's so close to the end of his career that if he's like, I got to sacrifice a couple of years of being with my family every day, I'll let them stay in LA, but I'll, I'll go play for, you know, I don't know the the Sixers, the, you know, the Warriors, um, (laughs) wherever, like if he, if he could force his way somewhere where he could put himself in a better position to win championships again, is anybody doubt he would do that? Yeah. I think he would.
0: And he would be the sympathetic figure as he did it. Like if anything, people are waiting for him to do it now. Like, <laughs> yeah. How often, how often do people have to be reminded online? He can't be traded this year. It has to happen. Right. And the reason that, that, that keeps coming up is because people are like, yeah, they clearly don't value him. And in, in, in a way that, that meets uh, him halfway. Um, last thing here. And, and, uh, I can't promise it won't get aggregated, but
1: <laughs> I, every, every time I try to avoid it, it happens anyway. Just, you know. I could I could sit here and say, don't aggregate this. I'm about to recite the alphabet. And then five minutes later, there's going to be, you know, S I NBA senior writer says alphabet a, starts B, with D. a allegedly ends <laughs> with Z. I'm not right, I'm not I'm that gonna... important, by the way, and I don't think that, that would actually happen, but it's it's just really – the aggregation world is very strange. We live in strange times. Anyway, I'm sorry, Anthony. Go ahead.
0: I might aggregate that specific. I haven't aggregated anything in a long time. I might write an article that is just Howard Beck believes – alphabet starts with a, no, ends and Z.
1: No one's going to do the, the uh, ABCs <laughs> better than Hakeem Jeffries just did <laughs> on the house floor the other night. So uh, no one should even ever attempt any A that or is... Z anything again after that because that was possible. <laughs>
0: Um, all right. So I I have to ask, uh, what, what are you, what sense are you getting of the likelihood that a move gets made? Is there, is there like, this is, I feel like the top question being asked across the NBA and I'd be remiss if I didn't ask. I,
1: I, I honestly don't have a good feel for it. Like I honestly couldn't tell you that this is, it's going to be just a blind guess by me or anybody at this point. Um, If I had to guess, and this is just a guess, this is just my gut. This is just me kind of thinking through the scenarios. My guess is they make a move. I don't know if it's a blockbuster move. And I don't know if it's the two picks plus Russ formula that we've all talked about ad nauseum for months. Maybe it's just one of those picks and maybe it's a, maybe it's a Bogdanovich type deal. Maybe it's a Kuzma homecoming type of deal. Um, by the way, even if they get like if they get Kuzma, what a bittersweet deal that would be, right? <laughs> oh, you got Kyle Kuzma. And he's playing his ass off this season, by the way. Um, yeah. Maybe easier to do on a Wizards team. that's going nowhere, but still. Um, Kuzma would be a great addition, but the fact that you're bringing him back and it's costing you assets when you had him in the first play, <laughs> like there's just even even a good move like that would actually feel like kind of like, e-, you know. Uh, yeah. there's, there's no regret. That, baked trust
0: me. We have, we have had this conversation several times over, but at the end of the yeah. day, it's just like, you know what? Just go get the good, just go get them.
1: Yeah. Don't for, forget <laughs> about the optics. You just, just, you just need help. Um, yeah. But like, you know, a deal for a Kuzma or a Bogdanovich, um, if there's still a, you know, Zach Lowe made the, the great point. Like, you know, Russ has been so effective off the bench that like losing him as a playmaker now would actually hurt uh depending on what you're getting back. So the Russ plus the picks for something big, now has has some uh concerning uh side effects um my guess is they do something I don't know if it's blockbuster I don't know if it's around the edges um my guess is that they do something because of everything you and I've just spent the last half hour talking about there's too much at stake and too much pressure to not do anything and um that, that, that you're taking a huge risk you know you don't want to think of it this way because this is kind of a defeatist way of looking at it but If you make a move and you still flame out early in the playoffs or miss the playoffs, you could say, look, we tried. Yeah. LeBron LeBron said do something. And we did it. It didn't work out. We made the best deal we could possibly make. We traded pick X for player B. We did it. We did what Mm -hmm. we could. We did not sit on our hands and it just didn't work out. You don't want to have to look at it that way. Sitting here in January, but at least then you would be able to say you tried. Yeah. Whereas right now, They're at least giving the appearance that they have already given up on this season or that they're counting on the idea that somehow there's a magical uh, revival on its own and that they have no responsibility for actually addressing the roster that everybody in the league knew was badly, badly flawed before the season (laughs) even began. This is no shock to anybody except maybe for them. Um, So my guess is based on all that, they make some sort of move. I don't I don't know what the move is. I don't know the scale of the move. Uh, But I'd be more surprised if they didn't make a trade than if they did.
0: Yeah, that, that seems to be the consensus. It's just a matter of, you know, can they make a trade that tangibly affects them or improves the roster in a way that gives LeBron a viable chance at winning a championship without trading the 27 and 29 pick that 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 seems to be you know, like, all right, what, what kind of, what, what chairs around the deck of the Titanic can they move around yeah, if they, if they don't f- trade those two picks and it's just like, just yeah. trade
1: the two picks.
0: These <laughs> Beverly
1: plus none plus, you know, a future second plus, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, Rob Palenka's third Porsche or something. Like, I don't, I, I don't, these, these are not viable. De- like maybe you're getting, yeah. like, if you're if you're sending out expirings for a, for a longer contract or something, maybe somebody just wants to do a dump. But I mean, it, you're, the the sending out your flotsam for a, a significant player the, the the very rare thing for that to work out yeah. well and you're not getting much for like you you kind of have to have one or both of those picks on the table at some point. Um, by the way, quick aside, like the idea, like the like and this is something that you know I think you and I talked about last time I was on, but you know somebody back in November was telling me like I think they're waiting on Beal and some other stuff. They want to see if they can get a bigger star. Mm-hmm. One, this is this is so such typical Laker thinking that it always has to be another star. Like the, yeah. you know, the problem you have right now is a deficit of high level role players, not a deficit of star players. Um, two like Beal between the contract and the fact that he has been hurt with like five different injuries already. Right in now. This season. Yes. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I'm not like that may be a worse outcome than doing nothing yeah. at this stage uh, and all the yeah. respect of the world for Bradley Beal. But like the contract is massive. His injury history is substantial he's he can't stay healthy even this season and he I, hasn't
0: played defense in a decade like <laughs>
1: yeah that that's I I, I I don't i don't i don't see that one as being this somehow cure all but um yeah um
0: <laughs> anyway. here we are um well well thank you very much Howard i know that you're crazy busy right now um you were literally as we are talking about to go and record the crossover with Chris Mannix your yes. pod for sports illustrated you guys should check that out um it's it's a good listen every time even though chris mannix i'm pretty sure chris goes out of his way to twist knives in in, in lakers backs like at least once a pod it's just like i chris i know what you're doing i'm not gonna react but i know what you're doing
1: he tweaks um, everybody he tweaks everybody <laughs> by the way he's got a column up right now on si.com about the lebron and uh lack of trade situation so uh people should go check that out too
0: all right I will. I will do just that. Thank you very much, Howard, for hopping on. Um, I will be working on getting you either the T-shirt or the beer next time we see each other,
1: or the punch card in which I eventually get a coffee would be <laughs> would be fine. But uh, always good to be with you. Thanks. <laughs>